The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parham. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome in Thursday morning, Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parham, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio today. First of two shows today. The second will be a College Corner, 5 o'clock today. If you're in the area, come on out, stop by, say hello, some giveaways, check out the new store as we uh, rattle on and talk to ourselves for a uh, little bit there um, in Oxford Commons, new location there for uh, for College Corner here in North Mississippi. They've uh, been with us for a while with their Jackson locations and now in Oxford as uh, as well. The Oxford Exxon brought to you by Twisted Tea. We'll discuss uh, Shohei Otani getting hurt. Got some ACC stuff going on. Got plenty more. It's a it's a holiday today in a way. Um, not for us, but for some people. So all that and more coming up on the show. Show brought to you every day by the Oxford Exxon Highway Six West in Oxford. As we told you yesterday, plenty of Angels. Well, not really Angels fans. Plenty of baseball people probably uh, could use a beer today. The Beer Cave at the Blue Sky here in Oxford. Go uh, go check it out. Walk in again. Thirty four degrees Fahrenheit. Got all your alcoholic libations waiting on you. So stop in. Walk around. It's like a big walk in closet of beer is what it is there. So uh, check it out here in uh, in Oxford. Also a uh, little remiss. Forgot to mention this. Ben's. Uh, Oldest now uh, at the University of Kentucky on an equestrian scholarship, so congratulations to her. I kind of kind of forgot that in the last uh, week or so. Go so, Wildcats! Uh, How about Wildcats. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. One of the top uh, equestrian riders um, in uh, the southeast, chosen Kentucky for that. So uh, congratulations to uh, the Craddock family for that. And again, coming to you from Clark Ford Studio. We are Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi. Six six two two five seven nineteen hundred. Call that number. Ask for our buddy Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within fifteen minutes in business hours. It's right to the bottom line. Uh, no hassle, no haggle. You get your quote. The rest is up to you. You can shop that quote around. You can do what I've done. What I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today. Six six two two five seven nineteen hundred. Guest join on the Campbell Clinic hotline. Campbell Clinic is in Oxford now, 2608 South Lamar Boulevard, Suite 102, just across the street from the cottages at Hooper Hollow. 
The uh, Campbell Clinic provides full-service orthopedic care, everything from sports medicine to foot and ankle surgery to spine and total joint care to pediatric orthopedics and physical therapy. To book an appointment, go to CampbellClinicOxford.com or call 901-759-3111. Walk-ins are always welcome at the Campbell Clinic, Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. Did you know today's big holiday, really fall has hit today? I am unaware of this. Uh, at, you are? After it does not feel like fall outside to you? After spending from about 6 a.m. until about 7.45 a.m. outside, I can tell you that at no point in that hour and 45 minutes that I think, you know, it kind of feels like fall today. There's a little whiff of fall in the air. I did not think that. I, thought, I, I kind of thought it was the 4th of July. For no, a no, few no, minutes. it's fall. Debuting for the day, for the year. Okay. The pumpkin spice latte is back today <laughs> at Starbucks. Today, you can get syrup that tastes like a pumpkin put into your coffee. Pumpkin spice latte. That's great. At, at Starbucks. That's great. I'm not, I'm not big on the pumpkin spice. I'm, I'm, pumpkin pie is fine. I'm good yeah. on pumpkin pie, but the pumpkin spice has never done it for me. Um, you know, I'm kind of the same way. I love pumpkin pie. Yeah. Um, Pumpkin spice. You don't get a lot stuff. of other pumpkin flavored things. You know, the pumpkins are very maybe underrated because we don't even know what that artificial flavor tastes like, except in this coffee concoction. Like you don't go, hey, pumpkin popsicle. Oh, that's a good point. And it's a it's a fall yeah. item. It's not like it's a summer or whatever. But I mean, yeah, nobody goes, hey, let me give you all the pumpkin things that we do here inside our uh, our, our fruit category, if you will. So, yeah. But so, no. Yeah. Yeah, well, that'll make University Avenue even more of a travel hazard. <laughs> it's joined by new menu items, the uh, Ice Pumpkin Cream Chai Tea Latte today. Uh, That's a mouthful. That is a lot. Um, the Iced Apple Crisp Oat Milk Shaken Espresso also coming out. Wait, to, say that uh, one again. Go, go, take me, okay, take me through that one. We, I, feel like we're, I feel like we're in an NFL <laughs> huddle right now. We are. Yeah. yeah. Why banana right now? Yeah, yeah. Apple Crisp Oat Milk Shaken Espresso. Okay. You got it? Yeah. You sure? Yeah, I mean I, I I would need to study it a little bit. I'd have to I'd have to work on it before I could recite it at the at the line of scrimmage, but sure. Also at some of the uh reserve locations in uh major cities, um Starbucks also offering the pumpkin spice espresso martini. You know, they have alcohol at some of like their Whatever I think it's called reserve for their their pumpkin base. spice espresso mar- martini. Well, I mean, espresso martinis are they're very good. They're the most made cocktail at a lot of bars in the country. Yeah, I know. There's a period of time where St. Leo for sure had more espresso martinis made than anything else. I'd give it a shot. The pumpkin spice espresso martini. Yeah, I mean, I'd try it. I'm not that big of a snob. Give it a shot. What is interesting is, uh, and this has been a move, just the coffee industry in general to some extent, not me. I, I personally, and I'm I'm weird by this because I really like coffee ice cream a um, lot. That's one of my favorite ice okay. cream flavors. All right. But the iced coffee is not something that does it for me. Yep. Um, <clears throat> both new drinks, the apple crisp, oat milk, shaken espresso, and the ice pumpkin cream chai tea latte are uh, served over ice, meaning three of the five of the Starbucks fall drinks are intended to be cold instead of hot. So 60% of the fall menu is actually intended to be cold. Five years ago, cold drinks accounted for 50% of all the company's beverage sales. That's now jumped to 75%. Wow. So 75% of the people that go to Starbucks are getting cold coffee. Is that because more, cold beverages. more and more of their clientele is female? 
I'm just guessing. I don't know. That would I, I would assume that iced coffee trends more female. Because um, like my girls and all their friends, and I'm sure this, I know it does. It applies here too because when they're in Oxford hanging out with their old Miss friends, it's all the same. When they go get stuff, it, 90% of them get it iced. Maybe 100%. Yeah, no. I mean, it's, it's I don't know. Um, it's a year-round thing. It's an all-day thing. I think temperature is somewhat. You know, it, it's it's warmer versus colder in most locations, probably. Um, I don't know. It's a good question because I, I mean, I drink hot coffee year round. I'm never going to go. Hey, the temperature has gone up, so I'm going to grab an iced coffee. I mean, I mean, frankly, even after running or working out, if I haven't had coffee yet, I still will make hot coffee. Like I'm not. Same. Yeah, it's not going to change my my deal at all. Same, um, same, exact. Yeah, I mean, Chet's right. He says no young people don't, they they don't drink hot coffee. They don't. Yeah. I mean, that's it's been, a strange thing. That's in been some my ways. observation. Why is that? Because are you? I don't know. We could get some young people on the show and well, ask. I, I'm, I mean, I'm really curious. I mean, if you're listening to this wherever, I mean, kind of tell me because, you know, this is dumb, but for a lot of males, it was almost like an act of growing up to like, I like coffee now. You know what I mean? Like there were generations where that was sort of like, well, you know, yeah. a small thing, not sure. huge, but you know, it was like, yeah. Oh, I, I drink coffee like my dad and I don't put the four sugars in it anymore. And I go to cream and that was sort of a, yeah, a characteristic of, of maturation in a way. Sure. Tough guys drink black coffee. Yeah, sort right, of. Right. I mean, whatever. John Wayne. Yeah, 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 yeah. John yeah. Wayne didn't put anything in his no, coffee. He just made that yeah. over a campfire and started turning it up. Yeah, so sure. I don't, Maybe that's a part of it. Yeah, maybe it's more female beverage drinkers in general. Um, maybe it's this, the stereotype came off of it where it's no longer like some negative connotation if you're a man and drink iced coffee. Maybe there was at some point. I'm not saying there was. I'm just trying to brainstorm it a little bit. Yeah. Probably a lot of things. Frankly, it might just go, hey, it tastes good. It's kind of like a milkshake. I mean, Okay. Because like a true iced coffee doesn't have it, to mean tons of sugar like right. you're ordering a frappuccino. I've only had it one time, and it was fine. I just didn't – it didn't do for me – Like I, I'm like you, I think. I think you and I are very similar on yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. I told you, you know, when I was in Nashville helping move Campbell in um, to her place, and there's a – she lives near Lipscomb, and there's a place right across the street from Lipscomb called Well Coffee House, I think. Yeah, something yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. And they, they had the pour-over coffee. And it was so good. But what, one of the things I liked about it was just kind of the experience of watching, you know, drip and all that stuff. And then it comes and it's it's hot and you it's just it smells good. Yeah. And it's kind of relaxing. There's this like even though it was a hundred degrees that day and it was really hot unloading trailers and stuff. But it was still it was just something kind of relaxing about that experience. I, so I I guess for a younger generation it's the it's the opposite of that. It's they like the sweetness and the taste and all that stuff of the iced coffee. And like I said, I mean, I've watched, I've watched my girls and all of their friends at multiple locations. And that's, it's, it's, it's I think it's all they, I can't remember. They'll go to Starbucks or whatever and come back and every one of them has ice stuff. I mean, it's it's interesting to stream here. I'm reading. I mean, uh, Chauncey says, I drink hot coffee from home and iced coffee from Starbucks. No idea why. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, are you more likely? Is it, I guess, are you less likely to keep iced coffee in your house for one reason or another or make it versus that's where I go for my beverage? Maybe so. I don't, Does I, it coincide with Starbucks do it, selling a ton of iced coffee in stores packaged? You know what I mean? You get to go to the gas station and you can get a ice mocha or whatever it would be, you know, from the cooler. 
Yeah, maybe, maybe that's maybe become so. a turn, and people are like, "Well, I'll try it that way, and I'll do whatever." You drink coffee in the afternoon? I'm not against it. I'm yeah, not, I'm I mean, not against I'm it either. Definitely not against it. I, um, I used to. I, I really don't anymore because yeah, I, it's not a habit. But I mean, let's be honest. If I'm even going, hey, I'm a little hungry and I need something to kind of just make me, you know, sometimes like chewing gum or anything just to activate the sensories. Yeah, I'll even make some decaf coffee and go, hey, I'll have a cup or two, and that'll. That'll satiate enough to, to be all right. I used to drink it every afternoon, and I, for no particular reason, just gotten away from it. Yeah, it's worth trying pour-over coffee. It's a different coffee cup. Yeah, it's, it's really good. It's, it's different. It's a game changer. That and the... Uh, uh, and if you do it from home, Nespresso. check to check what the ground coarseness should be, because that also will change the flavor of the coffee. I've learned a lot from my Velvet Ditch conversation a couple months ago. I You can you can alter that a lot by the, the amount of... Uh, <laughs> No, actually, it's not brought by Starbucks. Um, I, but hey, I've learned... Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> Hit me up. <laughs> you can grow to like it. I mean, the... I can... Tony, it finished dead last in our taste test that day. Remarkably dead last. Ignore him, Starbucks. Okay. <laughs> We're good. <laughs> We've sold lots of stuff here. Hey, I've got this show called McCrady and Siski. <laughs> yeah. there, he's not around on that. Okay, all right, good. That's that's. Josh Hendrickson likes coffee. There you go. There you go. Yeah. No, I'm. T- I I just. It's August twenty fourth. It tells me that they sell pumpkin spice no matter when they do it. It's become the Starbucks version of the McRib, where we're going to give it to you for a little <laughs> while. We're going to bring it to you. We're going to max it out, and then we're going to make it go away. Because for our pumpkin spice people, when does it die? Is it like after? Halloween, Thanksgiving, or does it stay all through the winter until after the New Year? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know when it when its season is, so somebody help me. It feels a little early to get on the Halloween train, but here we are. Well, I mean, it's been out in the stores for a month now, all the Halloween decor. When does the Christmas stuff go up? Mid- Mid-September? I mean, probably. Thanks- yeah. Thanksgiving just sort of gets... There are people that put the tree up, no offense, love all of you, <laughs> as soon as Halloween's over. Look, if Laura could do it without getting pushback, I think it would be up by the first weekend of November. Really? Yeah. I'm always like, come on, it's a little early. Last year it got put up early because we had agreed we would do it the weekend before Thanksgiving, and I was out of town that weekend. And so we did it the weekend before that. Instead of the weekend after Oh, okay. It went the other way, not that way. Is so that what you're saying? On okay. the menu, after was not on the menu. That was not that was not an available option. Steve Weasel says his wife buys enough pumpkin sauce to last all year. I mean, there's nothing if you like if you like the if you like the taste, I mean, I like. There's nothing necessarily that says, "Hey, that is only a fall flavor." I mean, whatever. Sure. I mean, if you like peppermint or apple, <laughs> you can do that year round. You can have peppermint this summer. Although- I mean, I had a long time there where I would, I wouldn't drink it every day, but Community does a pecan praline that's really good flavored coffee. Oh, yeah, it's good. And I would keep a, I'd keep a bag of it, and I mean, once a week, probably go to it year round. Yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not my everyday coffee. Sure. But yeah, yeah, not bad, not bad at all. I mean, so anyway, let's. In case you're wondering, we've sort of hit the point of the of the preseason. <laughs> There's nothing left to preview, and we're planning to sort of do a preview show tonight. So we're trying not to use that up today. 
it did make for a little bit of a different show this morning. I was like, yeah, that's not a topic. That's not a topic. That's not a topic. That's not a topic. Okay, well. I mean, frankly, it was kind of manna from heaven. I was like going through the newsletter and went, pumpkin spice. There you go. Done. Got that right there. We're all good this morning. Robert says, pumpkin isn't bad, but fake pumpkin is. Wife makes a pumpkin cheesecake that's wonderful. Oh, oh now I'm interested. I, yeah. Because I'm not a huge... Cheesecake is not a dessert I ever put at the top. I don't think about it. But that sounds pretty pretty appealing if it's... And I'm aware Robert's wife's a pretty good cook. So I bet that's I bet that, that pretty good. I bet it is. Yeah. I'm not really a coffee snob. Um... Because I, I think I said this when you were in Nashville talking about it. I mean, when I was tasting a bunch of coffees with Leslie for that Velvet Ditch stuff, Folgers, when done correctly with the right amounts, was okay. Like, was not bad at all. Yeah. When done, we dilute it too much because it's just bad coffee and we pour a little in there. But when we go, hey, there's some nut, like there's some stuff there. Like, it's not, it's not bad. I never got the Grimace shake from McDonald's. That was not a, I can. My daughter never got it either, so I wasn't even like I was tempted to just take a sip at some point where that would be a uh, a poss- possibility. Robert says, Neil, Neil, if he's got time to kill at this Clinton soccer tournament, we may make one. Okay. I'll be there. You might be wanting to throw up during the Clinton yeah. soccer God. tournament. <laughs> God. Have you, the temperatures, man, is like a high of 104 Saturday. I'm just praying to the schedule gods for early and then late. Oh, really? It's coming up? Oh, okay. I didn't Saturday. know that. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, we're driving down tomorrow. You going to win? I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> Play hard, guys. I'm just kind of like, hey, don't have a heat stroke. There have actually been a lot of like more youth soccer canceled over the last few weeks. Yeah. Just heat and stuff and yeah. the weather that's going on. He had his – their practice Tuesday got canceled. The They, they practice it in Tupelo at Tupelo Parks and Rec – fields yeah, yeah yeah and i'm guessing because they did not want the youth football guys out there in pads and stuff in that weather they just canceled everything shut it down um if you're if you have I mean, obviously if you have a child playing you're gonna be aware of this but if you're just planning to go to a high school football game friday night be aware that uh the mhsaa has told schools they can start at eight because of the heat instead of seven thirty. so just check your team schedule to see if they are one of the ones that's uh that's done that and is moving it uh moving it to eight o'clock from seven thirty. Typically it's seven thirty through September and then they move it back to seven. But for this week they have said if you want to start at eight, you can uh you can do that. It looks like next week's gonna bring a bit of a reprieve. There are some days next week with the highs are in the eighties. This has been It's been this, a week. This has been as hot of a week yeah. up here as I can remember in a while. Yeah. Thank goodness. I mean, I mean, seriously, like if Ole Miss had a week zero game scheduled for Saturday, you'd be like, whoa. Well, Mercer does. North Alabama. UNA. Yeah. Tailgate show live from Florence around 3.30 <laughs> on Saturday, headed into the 6 o'clock kick. You better uh, hydrate. Hanging out with uh, with Leo the Lion or whatever the Lions are at UNA. Oh, yeah. They had two right. at one point. I don't think one died. But maybe, I, I don't know. I'm not up on my mascot trivia at UNA. Every time I pass by Lipscomb, I keep thinking Lipscomb should be the Lions, but they're the Bison. Bisons. There's an S. Oh, that's right. They're the S. They're the Bisons. Yeah. That's right. It drives me bat. They should have been the Lions. It just makes more alliterative sense. 
The Lipscomb Lions. Yeah, no, they're the Bisons with an S. Yeah. Purple. Yeah. They Purple. played baseball here a few years ago. So, I don't know. Uh, let's see. Jackson says, uh, best seasonal treat, Chick-fil-A peppermint shake around Christmas. Chick-fil-A underrated for their seasonal stuff. The peach milkshake's pretty good in the summer. Peppermint shake around Christmas. They they they, they stickily do do a pretty good job with uh with that. So anyway. Okay. Yeah, anytime Ole Miss plays UNA in sports, bad things happen. That's true. They've played two baseball games against UNA. They have lost and Tim Oko's torn an ACL. So oh, that is that is the <laughs> shouldn't schedule them. <laughs> that's the two things that have uh happened there. Tim with three more hits last night for Birmingham, by the way. I'm not even average is up to like three seventy eight or something like that. Not I mean, even a little surprised. Super happy for him. I mean the He's he's gonna get an opportunity at where do they train? They train in uh I don't know. They train in Arizona now. Yeah, he'll get Oh, a, really? Yeah. Okay. They try to make it even, same number of teams in both locations. Is that the way uh, that works? Spring training? I don't know. Or does it even matter? I I think you train wherever the hell you want to train. Oh, can you really? Yeah. A lot of teams want to train, want to set up their training facilities in Arizona because so many major leaguers live out there year-round. That just makes it easier. Yeah. Well, it makes it a recruiting pitch. Yeah. I mean, times change pretty bit. I, I may have told the story on the podcast before. Don Kessinger told me once that one of the years that the Cubs were being really uh, difficult and then during his era, that was not a surprise at all. They got into a fight with their spring training home in Arizona. So they ended up doing their spring training home games at uh, Blair Field in Long Beach. Oh. And they would have to literally fly back and forth to spring training sites instead of playing like 15 minutes down the road. And he said it was a really good clue that, hey, this year's not going well right yeah. here. This is this is a problem before we even get started. They said you you were seriously tired from travel for spring training. Yeah. The way that's, that you got him out. That's not the way it's, the ego it's went ahead of ego and, and being cheap went ahead of um success and whatever the team was going on there. So anyway. All right, we'll move to sports in a second. First, you're ready to elevate your college football game day experience. Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with fresh brewed tea. Packing a flavorful punch with 5% alcohol, no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team, whether you're tailgating in the stadium, parking lot, or watching at a bar, even hosting friends at home. Twisted Tea there to elevate your game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast the unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea. The drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. Do you hate losing games? Do you hate losing players? Do you hate paying for your insurance? If you said yes to those questions, Davey Ferris can help. Davey has partnered with the Grove Collective. He'll be donating 20% of all commissions, 10% of all renewals on both personal and commercial insurance policies. He can service customers in all 50 states. He's dedicated to making sure Ole Miss Athletics succeeds in this era of college sports. So contact Davey at 214-715-7247 or via email at dferris at hillcoinsurance.com. Are you retiring soon? How long should you wait to take Social Security? What accounts should you pull from first? Are you already retired? Should you consider Roth conversions? These are just some of the questions that can only be answered with a personalized retirement income plan. Andrew Sego with Sego Wealth Management specializes in helping folks just like you come up with their retirement game plan. Whether you meet at his office in Collierville or prefer Zoom from anywhere, schedule a free discovery meeting and see what he can do for you. It's rebelsretire.com. 
Again, rebelsretire.com. Our uh, Thursday night show is always brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, different names, same great products and services. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, call Southern, 662-429-4429. A-Stock is a Nashville-based online retail company with the mission to provide customers the power to name their price. All items start at just $1. That's right. Every item starts at just $1, no matter what the retail value may be. Shop now at astock.bid. That's A-S-T-O-C-K dot B-I-D or download their app. Name your price on thousands of items from big name retailers. A-Stock has multiple locations around Tennessee and more coming soon, so don't miss out. And as we mentioned, we'll be at the College Corner this evening, 5 to 7, their new location right off of Sisk Avenue at the Oxford Commons in Oxford. More than 4,000 square feet of their best Rebel gear. Plenty of parking available. Their staff will have you in and out and ready for the Grove in no time. You can also check them out on the web, collegecornerstore.com. Podcast is brought to you by Heavenly Sunshine. They've got a few days left in their deal for Christmas lights before August 31st. They can take the hassle and do the work for you with their full-service installation plan. They'll install, take down, and store the lights for you. They use commercial-grade LEDs that are 100% customizable for your home or business. They take care of the lights when you take care of the gifts. Book your free estimate before August 31st and mention MPW10 for 10% off. Henley Sunshine has been serving the Mid-South and Oxford for over four decades. Their full-service commercial and residential property maintenance includes power washing, soft wash roof cleaning, facade cleaning, and window cleaning. Visit the website heavenlysunshine.com, 662-342-1203 to book your free estimate. Podcast also brought to you by G&M Pharmacy, 662-236-2222. They deliver locally in the Oxford area. They offer MedSync. The fever prescriptions the same day each month. Take care of you one trip to the pharmacy, and you have everything you need when you need it with G&M. Again, Holly Springs with Tyson Drugs or Oxford with G&M. That's 662-236-2222. Um, so it's the pour over is not a chemistry experiment. It's not bad. You can do it pretty quickly once you get the right, uh, the right equipment. It's all right. It, it, it takes a minute, but it's, it's okay. I'm interested. Just haven't, haven't gotten that far yet. I mean, if you're having like five cups, it'd probably be a little annoying to go back to it. But if you're, you know, yeah, you enjoy the first one and then move on from there, then that's, it's kind of a one cup thing. Yeah. I don't think you're sitting around having a pot. No. Worth a pour over. I only have two cups a day, pretty much. Some days I've gotten where I just won. Yeah, I'm way too much. Yeah, you're you're a lot bigger coffee drinker than way I Way too yeah. much. I, and it's I mean it's habit because frankly, I mean there's there's a decent amount of research that if you have it within like the first ninety minutes of you waking up, it does nothing for you because like the way your adenosine reactors and stuff work, but you're actually better off with some other stuff early and then waiting on the coffee. But it's it's to the point where it's just habit and wake up and do whatever and it's maybe it's a placebo effect. Maybe it does nothing. I haven't I have no idea. So um college football or Otani, what do you want to do? By the way, Ole Miss having practice today, players available, not Kiffin last uh, media op prior to game week on Monday. Um game week for Monday will or the the game week will be the same as in previous years. Kiffin and players on Monday, players on Tuesday, and then only Kiffin on the teleconference on Wednesday, just for anyone yeah. aware of that. so The teleconference. The weekly just 
Bob Holt, Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Lane, um, I know you don't play Arkansas this week, but what do you think of KJ Jefferson in this game against UT Martin on Saturday? Yeah. Can you? It's like it's like come on, man. And then it's always the. I mean, what did you learn from Nick Saban? I know you've not answered this, but seven, that does come up every year. Seven hundred and sixteen times. Looking back on your time at Alabama, what did you learn from Nick Saban? Give me something new. Can you provide a new? You don't anecdote? know me. You don't recognize my voice, see my face, but give me the goods. We're all <laughs> yeah. thirty-seven other people on the call get it too. Yeah, thank you. We've come. We've we've decreased in covers, but become more sane compared to the Houston year where we had the Sunday teleconference, Whew. the Monday media op, players on Tuesday, Houston on Wednesday and Thursday. It was awful. I, I, I even. Yeah, you don't want to. You don't want to say you want less coverage, but it was like I have nothing. Well, there's um, nothing to ask Houston Nutt at this point. There were so many Thursdays where it was me and maybe one other person in Houston, and he would just look at us. We'd look at him like, um, well, it became a running joke yeah. because I mean, even Chuck can come up with anything. He would look at Houston and go keys. Houston and go turnovers. Run the football. <laughs> Limit mistakes. Score more points. Yeah. <laughs> Nut, colon. Limit turnovers. Key to Saturday game versus Auburn. Like, turnovers will be important yeah. Saturday. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I mean, everybody's laughing. It's like, I, I, I got yeah, nothing. Yeah, like, was, there's, there's, there's nothing you can do here. And then people would show up with the video thing, and he'd be like, come on, don't. We're all. 38 seconds. Yeah. Why are we doing this? Um, yeah. The Sunday teleconference, like, I got it to an extent. But it also was at like 3 o'clock. And you went, hold on a minute. You know the NFL plays at 12. We're, we're going to do the last. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the biggest window of the day, you're going to pick the last two minutes of all those games to yeah. do this teleconference? Yeah. Can we do 2.15? Can we do 4.10? Yeah. Anything but 3. 3. Yeah. You'd hear people in the background going, oh, as their fantasy team went to hell. You well, know? it's like even back when I was in college, they would, they would do some emergency broadcast stuff on – Monday nights, and it was like every week, and it was during like the early fourth quarter of the Monday night football game, and it was like a two minute like testing the thing. You're like, know your audience a little <laughs> yeah, bit. Pick eleven thirty is not good for at night. Can't can't do it then. Like what's what's up? So, um, several reports the ACC may be adding these three teams by the end of the weekend. At this point, Cal, Stanford, and SMU. We're in that phase where nothing is shocking to me, but I still am completely failing to understand what those schools are bringing to this conference that's going to save it. I have no answers. Yeah. Someone, I can't may have been Mandel. I can't remember. But the headline was, this makes no sense and makes all the sense. And I was like, yeah, it's kind of right. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. You know, in some ways, you're like, well, you, you add Stanford, which is a huge academic brand. You add the Metroplex in Dallas. Cal's attached to Stanford, so you can't take Stanford without taking Cal. And then you put them in the Atlantic Coast Conference. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. But even beyond geography and hey, if we have enough teams, then we at least just have a league because we have teams. Mate, what, what? Yeah, the only thing I can think of is that they are braced. Because we're doing the same thing travel-wise again. Yeah. And, and even worse, because those West Coast schools are cash-strapped institutions that have no money. So now the thing is, hey, we're, we're going to take a partial share. We're not even going to get a full share for however long that contract looks like. And I've got to send my volleyball and all my Olympic sports teams across the country. And we play every sport known to man. Yeah. Hold on. No, it... It, it makes no sense, but look. You would lose the game of Monopoly at this point. This, this, this. So what are their options? They can the ACC? The, no, no, I mean. Well, who cares about that? That's not my point. Yeah, it's ACC. Yeah. It makes no sense. I think ACC is preparing themselves for departures down the road. This gives them more numbers where once the departures happen, they can poach a couple of teams or whatever and still oh, sort yeah, of try to losing Clemson and Florida State, but then adding Cal and Stanford is going to separate the pocketbook. Oh, don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I'm i just – it's insurance. Not very good insurance, but insurance. I don't – I don't see how – Mandel called it a marriage of mutual desperation. Yeah. It's a good term. Yeah, it's fair. Credit to Stewie. Good yeah. term. Yeah. It's more than fair. And now you're Oregon State and Washington State, and you're in the Pac-2. And I don't know where they go from there. I mean, there are, there are four uh, schools have been blocking this. He needs one of them flipped to be okay with it. So he must believe at least one of those four schools are going to flip it. Florida State, Clemson, North Carolina, NC State have been blocking it. What I've read is that they would not have another vote without knowing that they had the votes. Okay. Well, NC State's not included in any of these speculation things, really. So maybe they said, okay, sure, whatever. Yeah. Who cares? No, Cal and Stanford have no choice. But as he says, even 30% of the the, uh, ACC number would be more than Stanford and Cal could expect to make in the AAC or Mountain West, obviously. So, I mean, okay, sure. We'll just take the money and figure it out. And yeah, they're and they're obviously hoping that this is you know there's there's going to be some big reset down the road that makes more geographical sense. But for right now, this is survival. And then SMU has been all over the country in the last thirty years from, since the Southwest Conference broke up. I mean, they've been in the WAC, they've been in the Conference USA, they've been in the American Conference. They have been sort of desperately searching for some kind of Power Five ish status since Craig James and Eric Dickerson and well, all those. They're dudes. the winner here. Except for the fact that they have to completely foot their own bill for seven years. Oh. 
No funding at all for seven years. But it gives them a chance to one day. No, it does. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't blame them. And I mean, as we said, Highland Park has plenty of cash. They'll figure it out. It's but, a, it's a like, potential ramp, albeit a long one. Yeah, it's a very expensive gamble is what yeah. it is. Yeah. Where you just go. But now, you know, if you're a season ticket holder at SMU, you go from playing whoever the hell they've been playing to, you know, Florida State will come to town. Clemson will come to town. Stanford will come to town. I mean, those are t- yeah, totally it. different. Yeah, I get it. It's a much more attractive it is. package to offer. The $40 million a year, though, it's been thrown around by the ACC is still going to be at least $30 million behind the Big Ten and the SEC once all is said and done per season. At least. So there's that. Put that in underline, italicized. At least. Also, ACC's deal, as we've talked about a ton, runs through 2036. Yeah. I just don't think Clemson and Florida State are going to hang around that long. But they'll hang around for a little while because they can't get out right now. In large part because neither of them really have a place to go. Big Ten and SEC really want to see what a season looks like with what they've done so far. There are people in the Big Ten that think they're already overextended. If Stanford and Cal are willing to initially take 30% in SMU zero, that would leave a pool of $74 million in found money to distribute to the current schools, not including a likely gain in ACC Network subscriber fees in San Francisco and Dallas. If split equally among all 14 members, full members, that number barely moves the needle, especially given the schools need to turn around and spend some of it on charter flights to the Bay Area, blah, 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 blah. So Phillips, the guy in the ACC, is promoting the fact that because ESPN has to do the pro-rata thing to get those schools in, there'll be money to put elsewhere, but it's like five million bucks. Like, okay, sure. I mean, not nothing, but... Marriage of mutual desperation. Yeah. It's good. Makes sense. Good line. Yeah, perfect. Because the alternative to doing this, if you're the ACC, is you just do nothing and you hope it all everything works out. And the alternative for Stanford and Cal is that you just become more obsolete. Then this matters, too. It says that's on top of the conference previously announcing it when use a performance-based distribution model for the influx of college football playoff money expected to come its way in the 12-team format. So all Florida State has to do is win at the same stratospheric level as its sense of self-importance. That's good, too. <laughs> And there might be enough new money to shut its mouth for the time being, plus keep Clemson happy as well. It's an overly convoluted solution to a self-inflicted crisis, but just like Cal and Stanford, it might be the league's best option. Okay. Okay. I mean, no one's trying to spin this as a great thing. No, I haven't even seen that. I mean, I haven't even seen Mandel point out that, as he said multiple times, Stanford's the number one athletic department in the country. So, I mean, we're... We're making progress here inside this uh, this commentary that is on the athletic that I am currently reading. Because, yeah, you join a group of five conference and it's a death knell. You're done. It's over. Yeah. Peace. Yeah. Sayonara. You, you become a group of five program. Oh, sorry. I'm wrong. We, we got a little bit of hint at it. <laughs> but having to join a group of five conference would be a death knell for powerhouse teams like Stanford's women's basketball, a national uh, championship two years ago, or Stanford baseball and softball, both of which reached their respective college world series last uh, year. We're spinning now. Between them, Cal and Stanford produced six national championships in the Olympic sports just this past school year. Uh, there's the I mean, spin. okay. Okay. But that is – Phillips never went in the meeting. Go, you know, let me tell you what. Stanford baseball. <laughs> 
Okay. Hear, hear Florida me, State. No, hear me out. You're going to play in the sunken diamond <laughs> this spring. Yeah. Hear me out. It's going to be great. Yeah. North well, Carolina, Clem, Stanford women's basketball is coming to your house. Have you seen their swim team? No. North Carolina's women's national championship women's soccer coach Anson Doran said this week, quote, no way I would want to share the glory of our conference with two schools that could do a very good job of recruiting against us. She's pissed. Oh. Well, again. Again. <laughs> you're, you're the soccer coach lady. Because, <laughs> look, there no, no, one, no, no media entity is going to pay for these games. So this is your – Yeah, no, this is your, your – you're gambling that there's a reset down the road that this allows you a bridge to. I think. Yeah, I. It's not going to take over the Metroplex. SMU does not have the no. fan base is going to go. Hey, but it will make it more appealing. Your attendance does go up when it's Clemson instead of yes, it will be easier to sell La tickets Tech or whomever. Yes, it'll be easier to sell tickets to those games. I'm not saying that it's going to revolutionize. Yeah, as Dora says, this this is SMU bringing money, not eyeballs. Yeah, SMU has money. That's what it's bringing. Yeah, we have enough cash to float this. Although they don't put it back into it's, it's weird. Like I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, pocket watch. It's a gamble you have to make. It is. It's fine. Yeah. It's going to be weird. I mean, none of them have the two choices that everybody wants, which is to join the Big Ten or join the SEC. That Those are what they want. You don't have that, so anything else is, okay, let's figure out how to sort I mean, of butts in work seats. this out. Boston College, Stanford. Ooh. Mm. No. This puts the ACC at how many teams? 15 current. Is that right? So it puts them at 18, right? No, I mean, with oh. these 15, do they have 12 right now? I don't know. Or 14? I don't know. I'll look it up. Okay. Not that it really matters, but I'm just curious. 15 right now. I think that's counting Notre Dame potentially, though. Boston College, Clemson, Duke. Florida State, Georgia Tech, Louisville, Miami, NC State, North Carolina. Yeah, 15 counting Notre Dame. Pittsburgh, Syracuse, Virginia, Virginia Tech, Wake Forest. So this will be 17 football playing members. Yes. 18 and everything else because Notre Dame. Okay. I guess Georgia Tech does this too, but good on Virginia Tech for just being Virginia Tech, not Virginia Polytechnic Institute and State University. Yeah, that'd be a, that's a, that's a mouthful. Lot. That's a lot. It's gonna be tough to put on a jersey. That's like the apple crisp. Yes. Thing. Yeah. <clears throat> Got a good press agent. It's like the real name for sea bass. Is like whatever you go. No sea bass. <laughs> yeah. No. 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 This looks better on a menu. Thanks. <clears throat> So when do we get sad about Otani? We are in a second. Okay. I was just giving you a minute. I know. Are you sad? I don't know. You always get sad when greatness gets derailed. 
Okay. We'll talk about it in a second. Before we do that, I'll tell you about Prime Shrimp. PrimeShrimp.com. Seven different flavors available for you. Everything from the Orleans-style barbecue to their full meals in a bag. they got the garlic herb butter. they got the French Quarter Alfredo. They can take care of dinner tonight. Kids have activities, school, homework, all sorts of stuff going on. Let Prime Shrimp handle your dinner. Less than 10 minutes from freezer to plate with Prime Shrimp. And if you get it mailed to you, it's quick. It comes to you in a... Uh, and a good quality throw in the freezer, and you can get five pouches or more with 25% off right now through rebelgrove.com. That's code RG with primeshrimp.com to get five pouches or more, some of your favorites, or a sampler. That's code RG at primeshrimp.com. Game Changer patches are the only two-patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start. The warm-up patch used before or while you drink. The overtime patch used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. The all-natural ingredients will keep you in the game. Ready for your next play, go to GameChangerPatch.com, promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase. Get ready for the uh, football season by stepping up your sock game. Select one of three different Saturday seven-packs to complete your outfit for each of the Rebels' seven home football games. Select the Oxford edition or one of the two NIL boxes. Dead Soxy members get exclusive pricing on the Oxford seven-pack, while NIL boxes are on sale for $150. Uh, step up your game day style with a seven-pack of Dead Soxy premium socks and cheer on your Rebels in comfort and style. Again, that's deadsoxy.com. We're brought to you by Pinnacle. Pinnacle home to the Pinnacle 401k advisory services team. They'll conduct complimentary, no-obligation benchmarking and analysis of your current 401k plan. It's mypinwealth.com, M-Y-P-I-N-N wealth.com. And we're brought to you by John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. If you're thinking about a holiday trip, maybe you're already looking ahead to next summer, get in touch with John. Give him some parameters. Give him a budget. He's going to give you options that you probably can't find on your own. You don't have to live in or near Memphis to take advantage of his services. 901-494-3387 or send him an email at jedwards@regencytravel.net. Oxford's new Greek restaurant on the square, Opa, is the perfect place to plan your uh, company dinner, your festive party event, fabulous food, great craft libations as well. Opa can accommodate up to 200 guests. For catering or booking information, contact Jeannie at 601-421-7147. The Grove will be uh, hopping next weekend. If you uh, still want to set up your tailgating needs for the coming season, if you're coming for one game, if you're coming for all seven games, if you're just coming for a handful of games, no matter. Also, it doesn't matter how complicated or simple your uh, tailgate preferences are. Seven South Tailgating can accommodate you. Uh, They've been doing it for a long time. Ole Miss grads, they understand the the, uh, importance of the Grove. They can make your tailgating super uh, easy where you can enjoy your friends Enjoy your football Saturday. They'll take care of the setup, the cleanup, all of those things. It's 7southtailgating.com. And we're brought to you by Service Specialist Staffing and Recruiting Agency, connecting great job opportunities to candidates since 1967. Uh, They've got uh, opportunities across the board, multiple fields from beginner to um, advanced career people looking to move on in their careers. Uh, also, if you're looking, your company is looking to hire quality, hard to find talent, service specialists can help you as well. It's always free for the candidate. Companies don't pay until they hire a candidate that uh, service specialist sent. So you've got nothing to lose. Give Will, Sydney, or Kelsey a call at 662 832 5138 or check out their new and improved website, service specialist ltd.com. 
podcast is brought to you by Johnson Hill Creamery. It's johnsonhillcreamery.com. And they want you to know about their tailgate packages with the Grove coming up here in just over a week. You can pick up the food on a Friday or Saturday. Tons of options. They feed 10, 20, or 40, depending on your preferences and what you need for the first game day against Mercer here in the Grove. They've uh, got a ton of options, everything from their uh, dips and pepper jellies to their large specialty trays. Those go for the artisanal, the grazing, the charcuterie. they got sandwich trays. they got fruit. they got cheesecake dip that's a favorite, the crudités, or the cookies and brownies for the kids and adults alike. So that is JohnstonHillCreamery.com. You can order online for those things at JohnstonHillCreamery.com or give them a call, 662-419-9201. So we'll get to Otani in a second, but I, I discovered this yesterday when I was looking at something else since we're on the topic of Major League Baseball. Read the, uh, maybe one of my favorite stats for the weirdness of the player that is that is second in this. Um, reading from Greg Maddox's Wikipedia page, okay? Okay. In 2012, writer Jason Lucart coined the term Maddox to describe when a pitcher throws a complete game shutout in fewer than 100 pitches. Maddox holds the record for most times accomplishing this feat with 13 since pitch counts began to be tracked. Okay. Okay. The runner-up for this accomplishment is blank with seven such games. So Maddox shut out under a hundred pitches. Okay. okay. Fewer right. than hundred pitches. He has thirteen of them. This guy has seven to be in second place all time. I mean, you have no shot. But this is this this cracked me up because you would think what era? Uh, okay, real quick, I got it up right here. I mean, I was very aware of the name. I will say this: he was an Atlanta Brave at one point in his career. 1984 to 1996. Okay. Kind of in your wheelhouse from a from a time period standpoint. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Let me give you his five teams, then give you a shot. Because yeah. that actually might give you a real shot. Okay. Braves, Expos, Pirates, Red Sox, Pirates again. Dennis Martinez. No. Good guess, though. Braves, Expos, Pirates, in 1990, he was traded to the Pittsburgh Pirates for Scott Ruskin, Willie Green, and Moises Alou. Pirates, 1990. Oh, it's gonna, I'm going to get mad at myself because <laughs> I mean, I've watched a lot of Pittsburgh Pirates baseball. Um, <laughs> he was traded from Atlanta to the Expos in 1989 for Sergio Valdez, Nick Minchie, and minor leaguer Kevin Dean. I'm drawing blanks. Zane Smith. Zane Smith. Zane How Smith. about that? Zane Smith, who has a 100 and 115 overall record in the Major League Baseball, has seven Maddoxes to be second. So it all tells time. you there were some days where he was on. Oh, he had some. He had some days. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, here... Zane Smith. Wow, so, that's, a, that's a blast from the past. In 1990, the trade allowed the Pirates to hold off the New York Mets down the stretch and win the National League East pennant. Smith contributed by winning six games, three of them complete games, two of them shutouts, while only losing two and compiling a 1-3-0 ERA during the run. Oh, that's a hell of a run. Had a run right there. Yeah. So, yes, that is uh, that is true. He didn't have a lot of success for the Red Sox, blah, 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 blah. But, yeah, 100 and 115 all-time. 374 ERA career. Yeah. Not bad. No. Just got over 1,000 strikeouts. So that that's an interesting one is he – couple of milestones for any major leaguer that hangs around for a minute. He got exactly 100 wins, and he got to 1,011 strikeouts. So he got just over the 1,000 strikeout spot, too. Madison, Wisconsin, Zane Smith. Okay, Shohei Otani. Nothing to be ashamed of. No, no, all good. 
So I uh, I saw it, I guess, on Twitter yesterday was where it first uh, where it first popped up. Twitter, X, whatever the hell we're calling it. Um, I'm having a hard time writing X because I feel like I left something out. <laughs> when you look at the sentence, yeah. it's like so-and-so said on X, and it's like, okay, did you not fill in the blank? Like, what happens? It's messing with my head. So there's an out in the second inning. Um, he had hit his 44th home run in the first inning to yeah. put the uh, Angels up 2-0 on the Reds, I believe is what they were playing. And... Uh, Throws a pitch, and it wasn't like it popped. It wasn't the shotgun that happened to me or that you hear a lot of times with an UCL standpoint. And I give the trainer credit for really paying attention to the coach or whomever first signal something. Maybe it's the catcher. I don't know. Because he looked completely normal. He just stalled for a second. There was like just a little brief. You could see wheels turning for Otani, and he sort of stretched just mildly kind of put his arms up and stretched a little and then immediately it was it was out there and checking on him he leaves the game um there is a ucl tear in his uh in his elbow he's shutting him down from an arm standpoint he's getting a second opinion he's torn it before has he yes okay with surgery has he had tommy john i'm pretty sure shohei has had tommy john okay but i'm about to go make sure okay Uh, let's see. I meant to Google this earlier. Um, it does appear that Ole Miss is in the lead for Norell White. Yes. White on the stream. Yeah. I think Norell's announcing 10 o'clock Friday. I was going to say, I, I think it's tomorrow morning. Yeah. 10 o'clock Friday. Because those times are always exactly when they say they will be. We're so glad to have that story out of the admin. I've been staring at it for a while. It's been there forever. It's been there almost as long as the Bianco hot board. It's on my list of things I have to do today is go in and update that story. The date and just Just some some of the stuff in it because it's been written so many different times. Uh, Ole Miss does appear to be trending for Trevor Jackson, but I have not heard any final word on that. He, uh, He had the procedure... In October of 2019. Okay. And did not return to pitch again until the start of the COVID shortened season in 2020. So what does this do? Let's let's see. Okay, here we go. Shohei Otani. Oh, we had it in 18. Okay. He had the surgery in October of 18, did not pitch in 2019, pitched for the first time in 2020. Just hit in 2019. All right, so what does this do for his free agency? Because realistically, he's going to have to have the surgery a second time. He's not going to pitch next season. For everyone involved, while I didn't agree with the decision, I'm really glad Artie Moreno did not trade him because that would suck for a team right now. Yes. Suck for a team. Uh, That was the first thought that went through my head. I mean, look, Tommy John's recoverable. He's losing a year in his prime. That's what he's losing from an arm standpoint. And I don't know. Have we seen this anywhere? What is his ability to hit while rehabbing the elbow in that lost pitching season? So are you completely losing Otani for a year or can he hit if it once were, a certain point happens? I think, there? I think he can hit at a certain point. If I'm him and I'm the people. Because they do in college, but that's college. So I don't know what this looks like. If I'm the people that are advising him, 
I'm saying shut it down. Let's have the surgery now because it's, what, late August. I buy a month of, of the rehab where he can hit next season. And conceivably, he could pitch again in 2025. Yeah, of course. But if you're a, if you're the Dodgers, you're the Mariners, you're the Red Sox, you're the Cubs, you're the Giants, what does this do to your mindset about Shohei Yeah, Otani? it's mindset. I, he's still going to sign a record deal. There's no doubt about that. Still a premium hitter, premium arm, all that stuff, and he'll get the surgery. And in today's world of UCLs, he should be fine. Hell, might even be a little better at some point. After a second one? I don't know. We don't typically see a second one. It makes me wonder, do you have to do a different procedure because you typically don't get to a second one? So it, so you're you're spending that kind of money on... Because I, I would assume as long as it, the tear, and this is, a, this is a question for somebody other than me, I assume the tear, as long as it's in a spot, it would be the hyper procedure because you would really be trying to do everything possible to reinforce that elbow, meaning... Hybrid procedure is what Hunter Elliott had. It's the new thing they started doing. The Rangers doctor is the national expert at this, at least for major league teams. Um, they fix the UCL and do a replacement, meaning take it from a reconstruction. They take it from wrist, hamstring, cadaver, wherever, like they've always done for Tommy Johns. But now they also reinforce using some sort of something, like I forget what the word is. Reeves told me at one point, I don't know what it was called they take all that and actually fix the ligament too at the same time. So you're getting double protection. And in theory, again, my non-medical degree understanding is that it would make him probably okay to hit faster too because all the rehab gets sped up in that process. It is less than a year in a typical case. So, Yeah, you're not asking him to hit again until April. So you you probably could get that done. The question is, but when the, the idea of spending six hundred million dollars on this guy is that you're getting a pitcher and a hitter, what if you're not getting a pitcher, or is he a closer now? Is he a guy that comes in in the ninth inning and just throws a hundred and two miles an hour, and then what is he worth? Quick disclaimer: I'm getting made fun of by a friend, and it's a very valid thing. Uh, the North Carolina soccer coach is a man who is like the Nick Saban of college soccer. Sorry, I was unaware of that. So, my fault. I apologize to to the parents of said individual. Anyway, <laughs> go ahead. It's a valid criticism. Thank you. He's the only person that knew. Um, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. He had the first surgery in the U.S. William. He tore it in 18 playing for the Angels. Yeah. Yeah, why does he why does he needed it twice in five years? That that's a question I would have is hey, what's up? That is not typical. No. Usually when you have it repaired, it's good for ten years. Does he lose have the angels, 15%, 10%? Have the, have the Angels misused him? Have they overused him? I it don't know. felt like it. I don't think so. No. They've been careful. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't look, and I mean, I, I was, is there strain on a two way player we're unaware of? Because we just haven't seen much. Well, of there, it. just not much of that. Yeah, the answer is yes. There's a lot of strain. There's a lot of preparation that goes into preparing to be a major league hitter. There's a lot of prep- over 162 over years. Does something about your pitching recovery between starts impacted by your offensive playing? Here's my Does that th- make sense? Yeah, here's my theory. You spend so much work in the cage getting ready to hit. 
Okay. That your lower body never gets the chance to fully recover. And Which by, is, yeah, it's true. And then you're putting that upper body strength. Because lower body strength is actually what keeps your elbow healthy. Yes. Because it keeps you from compensating in ways that put force on the elbow and the shoulder. Where you Not to get too kinetic. Where you try to throw a little harder. Or you, yeah, with you your just, upper body. You just body. get out of sync. Yeah. It's all kind of stuff. Yeah, so what does he lose? 15%? Does this team go, hey? Mm. Well, I mean, I think the question is, so if, if you'll humor me for a minute, if you're the Cubs, for example, and your decision is do you go all in on Shohei Otani or do you take that money and say re-sign Cody Bellinger, sign a third baseman, maybe that's Jamer Candelario or whoever that is on the free agent market, and then go out and get Aaron Nola, for example, from the Phillies. He's a yeah. free agent at the end of the season. Sure. Are you better off doing that? Or going all in on Otani. Before yesterday, I would have said Otani. all in on Otani. And now I'm like, well, if he can't pitch and he's just a DH, he'd be a damn good DH. Now, saying he can't pitch would be a worst case scenario that would be unexpected given where UCLs are today. Yeah. But I get the question. It's still a question. It's got to be. Well, up in the room. One of the questions you'd have to have, you'd have to talk to every medical person you could think of. I mean, if you're, in this case, Jed Hoyer, you're wanting to talk to all of the, all Reeves, the surgeons, all the Reeves Moors that you can find about, okay, so this happened a second time. Why? Why? And this procedure that you're doing, I know you can't guarantee it, but what would you, what do you think? How likely would it be that he would do this again? And I need all you guys to agree. Thanks. Yeah. Good luck with that. Yeah. I need to have my medical people. Well, the dude in Birmingham said this, but the dude in Texas said like, oh, God. Yeah. I don't know. Interesting. It's it's a new wrinkle in it. If you're the one of those five or six teams that have been seriously considering going all in on this generational superstar who Jeff Passan was on a Chicago radio station. I, I want to say it was the score. Okay, and they asked him, and he said he's working on this, and he sort of sort of teased it. What is Otani worth a year in marketing? All of those things. I mean, and the answer is somewhere around twenty million dollars for your franchise. Twenty million dollars that you wouldn't get otherwise. So when you pay him sixty million, you're really paying him forty million because he's paying twenty million of it himself. If that makes sense. But yeah, I get it. For forty million, you could, you could get Bellinger, Candelario, and almost all of Nola. I'm using the Cubs as an example because that's the team I'm dialed in on. But I'm sure that the people in Seattle and Los Angeles and San Francisco are doing the same calculus today. Boston, thinking the same thing. If you're the Red Sox, and you were thinking about. $60 million for Shohei Otani, are you now going, hey, we could take that same 60 and get X, X, and X. We'd be better off in the American League East trying to fight off the Jays. Get your money ball. Yeah, and you're yeah, going, hey, yeah, right. how am I getting this? How am I getting that? What am I doing? My gut tells me he will get a very large percentage of what he was going to get anyway. Because again, it just takes one. Yeah. It's just one. If the Dodgers go, nah, the hell with it. Okay. Then that's it. Yeah. 
Well, over. and the Dodgers, it makes sense for them. They've wanted him. He's, he's in that area that's a, a, an iconic franchise, an iconic uniform, and Shohei wearing that uniform would be a big deal. A big deal. And if they get the 20 to $25 million a year off Shohei just wearing It's a harder uniform, decision for, like, the Mariners who go. Oh, oh yeah. No, because if they can. If it doesn't pan out, we've destroyed our franchise. Right. Completely. We don't have that kind of cash. Right. Got to sell a lot of Etro jerseys to make up for that. I mean, it yeah, just. Yeah, it's, it's, that's tough. Kind of become Etro a little bit. Great player, but you don't do anything with him. Right. Just kind of, yeah, whatever. Fascinating. So you don't want him anymore. No, I didn't say that. <laughs> Shohei, don't worry, buddy. <laughs> We're good. You and me. Um, I don't know. You don't want to pay 100% over his value, though. It would need to be 70. It had to be a sticker sale. Again, I would want to sit down with multiple no, Reeves yeah. Moores yeah. and come away feeling really good about it. Yeah, yeah. I can give up one year, but. Sure. But. I'm paying you a lot of money in that one year. I'd want to talk to Reeves and about 10 more Reeves, and I'd like. Will he get half price on the first year since you can't pitch? I mean, I, I mean, I guess. You're, he's going to do it. He's going to do a long-term deal. So don't nickel and dime it. Just I mean, you're, pay you're just paying. Okay. What you're more concerned about is, okay, well, if you can't throw five years from now and you're just a DH, what is a DH worth at that point? And are you still right. the generational superstar that you are today? Sure. Can I still market you in the same way? Because that's a huge piece of the calculus. Sure. Yeah. We'll see. Podcast brought to you in part by Northeast Spark, N-E-S-P-A-R-C. Two packages, the Ignite, the 100 Mbps, or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio, your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband. That's NESpark.com, 662-238-3159. Phone service, portal controls, network security, and much more. So to get the best internet in Lafayette County, as well as parts of Union and Pontotoc counties, for those who previously did not have internet, 662-238-3159. I get the beautiful and healthy smile you deserve at Corinth Dental. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative, state-of-the-art procedures that will result in a beautiful, long-lasting smile. From routine checkups to advanced treatment, including implants and Invisalign, Corinth Dental is here to help you achieve your smile goals. So schedule your appointment today. Take the first step toward a better version of yourself. It's CorinthDental.com. Are you a displaced corporate executive looking to put your career in your own hands? Are you an experienced entrepreneur looking to diversify? Either way, Andy Ludicky can help. He owns multiple franchises and businesses and uses his expertise to help others find their American dream through a very thorough and free consultation process. So call Andy, put your life and your career in your own hands. It's 100% free. You've got nothing to lose. Find your perfect franchise at myperfectfranchise.net or call Andy. Southern Traditions Farm is a uh, 68-acre, 32-stall, upscale equestrian training and boarding facility in Canton, Mississippi. Two sand rings, grass ring, miles of wooded trails. There's so much offered at Southern Traditions, including horseback riding offerings. From beginner lessons with trainer Susan Walt to buying your first horse and competing at nationally recognized competitions. Um... A lot of good things happening out at Southern Traditions. It's also a great venue for uh, parties, events, reunions. So get in touch with them on Facebook or Instagram at Southern Traditions Farm. You may have said this, and um, I missed it because I was looking down trying to figure out what the next topic was, but uh, Sportico had him uh, estimated at $40 million endorsements per year. Oh, um, wow. So just 
eight times more than any other baseball player, by the way. Eight times. Yeah. Yeah. From a star power standpoint, Jesus. I mean, it's it's huge. Yeah. So anyway. What it does to your the marketability of your franchise. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, forgot to mention men's basketball renewal deadline, August 31st. Renew or purchase now to be in the priority seat selection process. Women's basketball tickets are on sale for just $50 per season ticket. Both those can be found at OleMissTicks.com. And the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation is starting its pledge per win and pledge per touchdown campaigns for football. Go to GiveToAthletics.com to sign up for that today. And then uh, single-game football tickets um, that are still available on sale now. That started August 15th, so you get single tickets now for Ole Miss football. <clears throat> yeah, just – I mean, there's speculation on columns and stuff about these huge changes to his contract, but – I think we're in recency bias a little bit there. I think when the dust settles and if it gets anywhere decent reviews, that that's probably not the uh, the case. The month of September for people to dive in. There will be a lot of medical con- people consulted. I have no interest in watching it. I'm not going to watch it. Um, Swamp Kings, the Florida Urban Meyer documentary that's on Netflix. Um, it was happened. That one, some others... Got to be a little careful with your sports docs right now. We're getting into an era of promotion more than documentary, and yep. they're not really labeled as such. Because, um, I mean, I see even Matt Hayes going at the Urban Doc this morning saying 10 or 15 things that they did not tell you about that situation, that it essentially was defending Urban Meyer as much as anything else throughout that documentary. They washed it really, really good. I mean, they they, it, they left a lot out. I've watched parts of it. Oh, you have? I have. and. It Why? Felt- what was the? What's the purpose of? Co- because the in, the interesting thing is the truth in that story. So, what is the motivation to spend that type of money and that type of pub to tell that version of the story? I don't know why so much media propaganda now. But like with Netflix specifically, like what do you do? Uh, I mean, but it it felt like propaganda, sort of propping up Tebow Meyer. I haven't seen it all. Maybe they get to it. I don't think so. The way the, uh, the 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 public has reacted, that is not the case. I did think Josh Pate made a pretty good point on Twitter. Twitter. He was talking about, and I remember this. I was uh, doing radio in Alabama at the time. Alabama got really close to landing Tim Tebow. Oh, yeah. And the butterfly effect of if Tim Tebow goes to Alabama, Mike Shula probably hangs on. Nick Saban to Alabama doesn't happen. Urban Meyer probably ends up being unsuccessful at Florida. There's a, a lot of the people that went to play at Florida because of Tim Tebow, who had tremendous coattails as a college player. He absolutely did. They don't go to Florida. I'm thinking through that. So does Shula parlay that into Alabama titles with Tebow? I don't know, but he doesn't do as bad as he did. He doesn't get he gets more time. He would have he would not have been fired at the end of the two thousand five six season. season. So the six? Six. Okay. He doesn't get fired then. He gets yeah, he six. at least gets two thousand seven, which means that Nick Saban's not the coach at Alabama. Probably ever. The Ole Miss shoe game doesn't happen where all the shoes thrown and stay on the on the field. I mean, maybe, the butterfly effect is not, in full. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe the shoe never never flies. 
one of those oh so closes for Eddie O. Yeah. Lost to Mike Shula three times by less than or by fewer than ten points. Yeah. Or by ten points. By two Alabama. Saban would have been by the last a one. Total of ten. Yeah. Yeah. Three, three, and four on those, I believe, is the uh the answer there. Yeah, Grind's right. He says Shula had just won ten games. So Tebow would have definitely saved his job. Yeah, he would have absolutely gotten more. They time. went to the cotton bowl, right? They won ten and went that, to the cotton bowl. That feels right, yes. Yeah. I don't remember they played or anything like that, but I want to say that because they, I mean, he, they weren't terrible. They were fine. No, they, they, were, they were. At the time, people were getting excited about him. That Brody Croyle and um, Tyrone Prothrow broke his leg on a play, and no, he had he had traction. Shula did for a brief moment. Had he landed Tim Tebow, he would have had a lot of traction. There was. There was a lot. I mean, there was a ton of interest in that recruiting, and it was down to those two schools. So, where does Nick Saban end up as coach then? Because he going back to college, he wouldn't have stayed in the NFL. I don't know. Because we have to do the Breeze thing to even get him in the NFL. He's coming back to college. Yeah. So where is it? Where is he coaching? I don't know. I'd have to go back and Texas think after Mac Brown. That. Maybe Texas. Yeah. He They'd did, win. He would have been dangerous in Texas. Yeah, he would have won at Texas for sure. That'd been a. Because I'm doing the math in my head. Less would have already been at LSU. Maybe he goes back to LSU. Maybe he stays in Miami another year. Maybe he ends up turning the Dolphins around anyway. I don't know. I don't as th- much fun as I like... When we, when we talked about this the other day, as much fun as I like the Breeze butterfly effect because it gives Houston Nut West championships, yeah. and that's my favorite part of it is Houston like becomes this god in Oxford because he wins the West and goes to Atlanta and all this stuff, is there's cold water on this because there's just no guarantee Saban was structured at that point to take Breeze and turn him into anything. Like, oh, it just sure. doesn't. No, it's more than fair that Nick like, Saban would not have He could have the, actually ended Drew Brees' career. Yeah. Just as likely. Brees goes from Hall of Famer to, yeah, he was a pretty good quarterback there for the Chargers for a while. No, so much of the Drew Brees story it was his relationship with Sean Payton and the synergy that they had. It was a very symbiotic relationship. Yeah. And like I said, know? they had a pretty good offensive staff. We looked it up that day, but. Yeah. That style fit. Saban was not geared for NFL. No. Sean Payton was. Would Saban have given the same level of of control to Breeze that Payton did? Maybe, but not. You don't. You don't know for sure. Would Breeze have been able to sit down on Saturday before a Sunday game when they're going over the final plays and say, "I don't like that one. Scratch it." I saw this, and I saw Staples was talking about this on Twitter yesterday. Oh, here's one. Yeah, go ahead. There was a lot of talk at the time. This was Josh Pate. I want to give credit where it's due. Okay. There was a lot of talk at the time. At the time, Steve Spurrier was winning at South Carolina. Sure. And they were saying, hey, let's bring him back. Let's get rid of Urban. Spur- oh. Maybe Spurrier goes back to Florida and has another run at it. Because he did a nice job at Carolina there for a while. Yeah, he did a great job at Carolina for a little while. Won the East, got beat by Cam, I think, in that title Had game. a couple of 10-win seasons. Yeah. They don't do that every year at South Carolina. Anybody, anybody that tries to go Spurrier wasn't a good coach. You're out of your mind. I mean, did he, he coach Garcia? I can't remember. Okay. So 
this this is gearing up to be one of my favorite storylines for the season is Texas and Oklahoma being hated by the Big 12 through this final run here. Yeah, uh, the Big 12 is so petty right now. Yeah, Steve Sarkeesian had told his team earlier this month uh, that their goal was to embrace the hate. Um, that is even coming from the commissioner, as Brett Yermark, who we have complimented and applauded on this here uh, Potato Log podcast over the days and months. He spoke at Texas Tech's Red Raider Club kickoff luncheon on Wednesday and delivered a message to Joey McGuire, the Texas Tech coach. Coach McGuire, I'm not going to put any pressure on you, but I'm going to be in Austin for Thanksgiving, okay? And you better take care of business like you did right here in Lubbock last year. The quote there from the commissioner to uh, Texas Tech. A little petty. Is it bad? Here's my deal, though. Is it bad that I'm wanting Texas and Oklahoma to roll through the Big 12 this year? Texas president Jay Hartzell, I'll answer your question in a second, said when the early exit was announced, the Longhorns were looking forward to completing a final season with our, quote, friends and rivals. <laughs> Candidly, we were able to get Texas and Oklahoma out of here early, your remark said Wednesday. That was a big deal for us and all of you, too. Okay. I, no, because, well, look, I'm probably going to go orange over maroon once they both get into the league. Oh, okay. But... Is Oklahoma maroon? No, I'm talking about Texas A&M. Whatever oh, okay. you want to call it. Oh, okay. They're, they're, oh, I got they're, you. They're, they're color. My bad. No, my crimson bad. would be Oklahoma, yeah, my I bad. think. Um, well, not, it would be crimson. Texas being – their fans were very frustrated by this yesterday. They Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were losing it on Twitter. And like I said, all credit to Staples because he's the one that pointed this out. And his point was, guys, if this is bothering the new, good trouble. freaking luck for good what's luck. to come. No like, you're oh, not God. prepared. You're not ready. If Texas is finding offense in this, yeah, God help you all in the SEC. When everyone because every hates day you. is this over and yes. over, it's what we do. Yes, and they're not handling it. They don't know it. They're not used to it. They're so used to just running the league and being revered. Yeah, that now yeah, it's no, like no, 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 no one's no. going to bow to you in this league, champ. It, it it's maybe Vanderbilt. Nobody their, else. Their fan base is not prepared because they are. They're, they're legitimately getting frustrated by this from the Big Twelve. They're going to get when they. Here's the part that they don't get. I think Oklahoma kind of gets this from talking to people that are at Oklahoma. Texas doesn't get that they're going to get everyone's wind up and best shot for for the foreseeable future when they step into the SEC. Yeah, sure. Like when Texas makes that first trip to South Carolina, they're going to want to kick their ass. Well, I mean, they caught it a little bit last year. Arkansas beat the hell out of them. Yeah. It's two years ago. Yeah, two yeah, years ago. Yeah, yeah. It's like, hey, you're getting that every week. Yeah, what was that score? 31 to 7 or and something it was, like that? Yeah, it was a blowout. And it was worse than that. Yeah. I, and the fans stayed till the end and yeah, stormed the field and all that and stuff. And you're going to get that yeah. while you're new. Yeah. Well, especially if you're going to be arrogant. Yeah, I mean. Try some humility, and I just don't think that's Texas' strong suit. No. To be humble. Especially they come off a big season right See, here. I sense that Oklahoma is going to have at least a modicum of humility going in. Like, hey, you really? I do. I get that sense that they're, they're going to have a little bit of a, hey. We're trying to figure this out. We know we got our hands full. And we know there's probably some bad afternoons on our way. But we're, going to tr- we're trying to kind of figure this out. Texas is like, we got this. We're Texas. I just, yeah. 
they might be successful in the SEC, but they are going to have that Saturday where they get popped by the Carolina or the Kentucky or somebody and go, oh, oh, there's no question. Wasn't what we thought today. Take that trip to Startville and think this is easy, and look up and it wasn't easy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, right. The narrator goes, it wasn't easy <laughs> at all. Their 2024 slate. Now I'm just kind of curious. Texas's games in 2024, Colorado State at Michigan. Oh, UTSA, ULM. Okay. Oklahoma, Cotton Bowl at Arkansas, Florida at home, Georgia at home, Kentucky at home, uh, Mississippi State, A&M, and Vanderbilt on the road. I mean, they did them some favors. That's not a... They go to Arkansas, Mississippi State, Texas A&M, and Vanderbilt. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. for example, I mean, that, that game in Nashville, that they'll, they'll have that thing circled. Mississippi State, they'll have that game circled. God knows Texas A&M will try to kill them. <laughs> and Arkansas will have that game circled. That'll be yeah. a huge game up there. And Florida may really suck. Maybe. You're not believing in Billy Napier. I'm, I'm, Come on. I'm kind of Missouri on Billy Napier. I'm waiting for someone to show me. He is recruiting well, but... Okay. Yeah. It's not quite buying it. Not there, so... All right, uh, pretty specific football show probably tonight. Again, uh, College Corner will be your Friday Oxford Exxon podcast. I mean, no promises, but we'll try. Yeah, I mean, who knows? They will, um, we'll have some giveaways there. Some, uh, some Again, no speakers or anything. It right. is not a come sit live show. But no. if you would like to come, peruse, buy some items, holler at us, say hello, yeah. we would love that. that yes. Is, that is the situation. That is there. precisely accurate. Not, I'm trying to not overpromise anything yes. in this uh, in this instance. We will talk. We will be recorded. That will be up as a podcast tomorrow. But uh, five to whenever we stop talking there at College Corner this uh, this evening in the Oxford Commons. Come uh, check us out with, uh, with that. Again, hopefully uh, Jeffrey is uh, handling his first week well as a uh, as a father. Had some texts and some group texts and stuff. I've not talked to him yet with voices. Um, Today's probably the day they go home, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I have not yeah. checked in on that. So we'll get him back next week. For that's the, that's uh, the day that it gets real. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. When you're in the hospital and the nurses are coming in and all that stuff, you're like, this isn't so bad. And then you get you get home and you're like, oh, it's yours now. I'm yeah. I'm, I'm responsible. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, Human just, life here. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, morning game, Navy and Notre Dame on Saturday, really the one uh, game of any note whatsoever. Because I think the night game is like New Mexico State, UMass, or some crap like that. There's a Louisiana Tech FIU game, CBS Sports Net or whatever. Okay. Um, yeah, you mentioned uh, Navy and Notre Dame. There's one other that's a pseudo okay, pseudo intriguing. Okay. But whatever. So schedule there for week zero. Might hit that tonight as well. So thanks to everybody in the stream, and we will talk to you again very soon. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? 
Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.